One of the most important ingredients to the success of the Christian life is prayer. Prayer is the power source and the guidance system for followers of Jesus. And yet, haven't we all at times wondered, does prayer really work? Does it actually accomplish anything? Well, let me be honest with you enough this morning to confess that I, I have often struggled with this question in my own life. And I don't claim to even begin to fully understand the depths and the mysteries of prayer. And I'm sure that there are some of you here this morning who could give this sermon much better than I. I have no doubt that there are many of you here who can attest that, that God has answered prayers in your life in amazing, even miraculous ways. I also have no doubt that there are many of you here who have experienced great disappointment with prayer in your life. Some of you prayed for healing or reconciliation that never occurred. Others of you prayed for someone to marry or, or to have children and it just hasn't happened. And some of you are still praying for a job that just has never come along. So if we're honest, I think we can all admit that at times we have questioned the power and the effectiveness of prayer, wondering, does it really work? Well, in order to determine whether or not prayer works, we need to understand what the purpose of prayer is in the first place. And let me come right out and say that I do not believe that the purpose of prayer is simply to get all the things that we want. There is so much more to prayer than simply having our requests fulfilled by God. When we reduce prayer to that, we treat it like it's a, a magic lamp inside of which is the genie we call God. And if you rub the lamp just the right way and say the magic words, then the genie must grant our wish. And if we do not get what we want, then we assume either that we didn't do it just right, or that the genie inside is not reliable, not capable, not caring, or not listening. But the God of the universe is not so easily controlled. There is no formula, no set of steps that we can follow to guarantee having our prayers answered just the way that we want. As if God were somehow bound by our words or our rituals. No, prayer is not simply our way of compelling God to give us the things that we desire. So if the purpose of prayer is not just to get the things that we want, then should we even go to God with the desires of our hearts? I actually think that we should. I think God wants us to come to him with our hopes and our dreams and our desires, just like any one of us who are parents or grandparents would want our children to, to climb on our laps and tell them what's on their hearts, what they are longing for and yearning for and dreaming of. I mean, Jesus did say to ask and to search and to knock. And actually, the, the Greek verbs here really mean keep on asking, keep on searching, keep on knocking. God wants us to continuously come to him in prayer. And God promises that he will not give us bad things when we ask for good ones. Of course, 
we're not always the best judges of what is good for us. We are just too infected by sin and we're so short-sighted. And God knows that some of the things that we ask for are really not the best things for us in the end. We just can't usually see it at the time. Hopefully a day will come when we'll see it later. Like as in that famous Garth Brooks song where he says some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. But does that mean that, that God answers some of our prayers but not others? Actually, I don't think so. I, I firmly believe that God does answer all of our prayers, just not necessarily in the way that we want. The late Bruce Larson said that God has four answers to prayer. Yes, no, not now, and you've got to be kidding. I mean, sometimes God does give us exactly what we ask for, right? I mean, even just this past week, on Tuesday, our staff and our session were praying that God would send us a, a, a middle school teacher for the summer learning program that we needed ASAP. And as of Thursday morning, I heard that we had found one, and not just any middle school teacher, but a special education teacher. Sometimes God gives us even more than we ask for. But God also loves us far too much to give us everything that we want. For God knows just as we do as parents that some of the things that our children ask for are not the best thing for them in the end, even though they may see it as the greatest of goods. And sometimes when our children ask for one thing, we give them something different, but something that we know is actually the thing that they need more. And Jesus says that if we, who are sinful human beings, know how to do this for our children, how much more will our wise and loving Heavenly Father do this for us? And just as we do as parents, sometimes God chooses to wait before giving us the things that we ask for. But God knows that, that sometimes we're not yet ready for the things that we desire, and that if we get some things before we are ready, we will only end up destroying the gift and often hurting ourselves or others. I remember when our son James was just a little guy, he desperately wanted me to take the training wheels off of his bike so that he could feel like a big boy. But I knew that he was not ready for it yet, nor was he even tall enough to stand up with the bike. And because I did not want him to get hurt or destroy the bike, I had to disappoint him and tell him that he had to wait. And sometimes we too have to wait for the things that we ask for from God. But the question for us to ask ourselves is, what does God want us to do or to learn while we are waiting? What part of our lives needs reorienting? What priorities need changing? What idols do we need to stop bowing before and worshiping? What do we need to let go of so that we're able to receive the gift that God wants to give us? And the reality is, God wants to give us better things than we even think to ask for. 
God wants more for us than we even want for ourselves. We just tend to get so stuck on the thing that we think we want that we become unable to see or to ask for the better thing that God wants to give us. But then again, why does God want us to continue to come to Him in prayer if so much of the time He's not going to give us what we ask for? What do we get out of it? Well, notice what Jesus said in our text. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So, what do we get for all of our praying? What do we receive for all of our asking and searching and knocking? We get the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ Himself. So we discover that, that through prayer, that it's actually Jesus who is asking, Jesus who is searching, Jesus who is knocking on the doors of our hearts inviting us into a deeper relationship with Him, a deeper dependence on Him, a deeper trust in Him. Jesus wants so much for us to let Him in so that we can live our lives in the freedom of His love and His grace and by the power and under the guidance of His Spirit. And it is through prayer that this takes place. You see, prayer is is so much more than just having a request fulfilled by God. It is the, the doorway to new life. Life filled with peace and with joy. Craig Barnes writes, it is not our job to worry about when or if we will receive the desires of our hearts. That is God's job. Our job is to pray and hope. And along the way, as we pray, we are drawn closer and closer to God. In time, we will discover that being drawn close to God is even more important to us than our dream. Because alongside God is where holy joy is found. You see, the more we pray, the more the Holy Spirit becomes infused into us. And the Spirit takes all the hopes and the dreams that we bring to God in prayer and slowly transforms them into God's hopes and dreams for our lives, which are always better than our own. You see, it's not so much that God is changed through our prayers, but rather, as God pours His Spirit into us through prayer, it is we who are slowly transformed more into the image of Jesus. God's will then becomes our will. God's dreams become our dreams. God's joys become our joys. Through prayer, the Holy Spirit works in our hearts so that we begin to desire the very things that God desires for us. And what God desires most of all is that we come to know Him and love Him as our Heavenly Father. 
and to discover that his grace is sufficient. According to the medieval Spanish mystic Saint John of the Cross, in the life of anyone who devotes themselves to prayer, there will come a dark night of the soul where it feels like you are hanging on the cross with Jesus and everything is being stripped away from you. It even feels like you're losing God, but you are not. What you are losing is your instrumental use for God. He is no longer just the provider of blessings. We come to this dark night not because we've done something wrong, but because God is inviting us into the deepest spiritual experience of all, the discovery that God alone is enough. Not our experience of God or our knowledge of God or our blessings from God, just God. If you read through the pages of Scripture, you'll find that many of the great heroes of the faith did not get what they asked for from God. When King David fasted and prayed for his sick child for seven days and nights, and yet the child still died. Job pleaded and pleaded with God to, to justify himself to Job for all of Job's suffering, but God did not. The Apostle Paul prayed repeatedly that the thorn in his flesh would be removed from him, but it was not. And in a long, dark night in the Garden of Gethsemane, even Jesus prayed that this cup would be removed from him, but it was not. So what did they get for all their praying? Did they change God's mind? No. Did they get what they asked for? No. So what did they get? They got something even greater than the thing for which they had prayed. They got the greatest gift that anyone could ever receive. They got God. And they discovered that it was enough. When I was growing up, I had a rocky relationship with my father, who was also a Presbyterian minister. He and I just clashed a lot, especially during my teenage years, and it had an impact on my emotional and spiritual well-being. For years, I, I struggled with depression and feeling like I was not good enough. And I believe that my conflicts with my dad were a large impediment to my relationship with God and certainly to my prayer life. But just days after his 49th birthday, my dad was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor, a glioblastoma. And literally, people all over the world began to pray for my dad. And he was such a fervent believer in the power of prayer. I don't know how many times I heard him quote Alfred Lord Tennyson, more things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. And he was sure 
that he was going to be healed. But I, I really struggled because of my lack of any real relationship with God at that time. But at some point, I was finally able to take a, a leap of faith. And I prayed and prayed and prayed for healing. And I believed that God was going to answer that prayer and heal my dad. And you know what happened? My dad died. 50 years old. At the prime of his life and the prime of his ministry. I, I became so angry with God. I don't want nothing to do with him. I remember thinking, if this is the way God treats his generals, why would anyone enlist in his army? And I said, I, I will never go to church again. For even though I, I knew that my dad was no longer suffering, that he was okay, I was not. And so like the prodigal son, I ran off into a spiritual foreign land as far away from God as I could get. And I went through a dark night of the soul that lasted for two long, painful years as I struggled with anger and depression and guilt and self-loathing. But at the end of those two years, when I was finally so tired of running away, Jesus came asking. Jesus came searching. Jesus came knocking on the doors of my heart. The good shepherd came and found this lost sheep wandering in the distant land. And he brought me home to the Father's house. My life has never been the same. For the first time in my life, I, I began to experience joy and peace and self-acceptance. And I began to discover that, that Jesus had been at work in my life in so many ways that, that I, I hadn't noticed before, back when I thought God had abandoned me. It was almost as if I, I, I could see his fingerprints on everything that had happened to me. And then one day, it hit me. I had prayed and prayed and prayed for healing. But God didn't heal my dad. Instead, He healed me. So did God answer my prayer the way that I wanted him to? Nope. Did my prayer work? You bet your life it did. Not the way that I hoped or expected it to, but in the way that I needed most. God didn't give me what I wanted. 
God gave me himself. And now, God has given me a wonderful life doing, ironically, the one thing I had prayed my whole life not to do. But through prayer, God has worked on my own heart so that God's dreams for my life have started to become my own. And though going through most of my life now without a dad has not been easy, God has provided several father figures for me at very key times in my life for whom I am so grateful. But the thing that I'm most grateful for is that I have learned that I have a heavenly Father who loves me perfectly and who will never leave me. I know that all of us at times are confused and disappointed by the way that God answers prayers. And I'm sure that like Job, we all have a lot of questions that we would like to ask him. But if you will devote yourself to prayer and allow yourself to be drawn closer to God, you will discover that, that being close to God is even more important to, to, than the answers to all of your questions or even the answers to your prayers. Because if you ask, it will be given to you. If you search, you will find. If you knock, the doors will be open to you. But what you will be given, what you will find, what will be open for you is the life-changing power of the Holy Spirit. If you will commit yourself to a life of prayer, you may not always get what you want, but you will get what you need. You'll get the greatest gift that anyone could ever receive. You'll get God, the God revealed in the face of Jesus, who has been waiting for you with open arms, just dying to love you. And you will discover that his grace is sufficient. Amen.